Microsoft announced a generative AI feature called Copilot for I think the fourth time? At their September 21st event, which they aptly named the September 21st event. Yet they neglected to invite Earth, Wind and Fire. What? I'm Riley Murdoch, this is TechLinked, and you could actually use Copilot for Windows 11 on September 26th, the same day that Cyberpunk 2077's Phantom Liberty expansion comes out. Now do you play with that? or your new Microsoft-assigned mandatory best friend. They're not happy about it either. After announcing GitHub Copilot, Microsoft 365 Copilot, and Windows Copilot back in May, this new Copilot for Windows, with a fancy new logo, is as significant as the PC was to the 80s, the web in the 90s, mobile in the 2000s, and cloud in the 2010s, said Microsoft CEO and totally unbiased person, Satya Nadella. He has zero biases. He's like the gray people from Futurama. And while we know that Copilot is available now to Windows insiders, we don't know when OpenAI's newly announced Dolly 3, which will be integrated into a number of Microsoft products, will be available. But it sounds exciting. OpenAI claims the updated image generator has gotten better at listening more carefully to every word in your prompt not just the least boring ones. Illustrated in this example image of Little Red Riding Hood bartering with steampunk Wilford Brimley. Would you like to buy a diatretus? A diatretus? Yeah, it's a treat. <laughs> and Dolly 3 will be able to generate text as illustrated by this depressed avocado talking to its natural predator, a spoon. Dolly 3 will be coming to Bing, so you can contextually update your prompts to create amazing, completely novel images, like brown-haired people putting on helmets. How do you- Ease your heart out, Starfield. I didn't even know that could be a thing. Microsoft also announced updates to their line of Surface products. There's a sequel to the Surface Laptop Studio, a revolutionary device that dared to ask the question, what if a MacBook Pro was also an iPad? For those looking for a more affordable device, the Surface Laptop Go 3 keeps costs down by stopping at, what if a MacBook? I'm kidding, of course. The Laptop Go 3 has a touchscreen, so. For anyone doing business and no one else. The Surface Go 4 for business features a new processor inside the same body as the Go 3, and there's also a new Surface Hub 3 that features new hardware upgrades and can be purchased as an entire unit or a modular little cute little pack that can be inserted into existing Hub 2S models. And if you use either of those for pleasure, we will hunt you down. It's for business. Yes, we pre-installed Candy Crush. You're not supposed to open it. And. That's it, which is apparently why former Surface lead Penos Panay left. Microsoft started cutting staff and pulling back on more experimental devices like the Surface headphones and the Surface Pro X, which I'm sure some people wanted more of. Panay is now allegedly being hired by Amazon to replace their retiring hardware chief, Dave Limp. If you're wondering why he's retiring, his, no his original name was Dave Normal Walk. That's, that's Before he was married, he was Dave Skips Everywhere. <laughs> Unity Technologies has revealed the updating pricing scheme they were forced to create after their first updated pricing scheme got similar critical reception to Jared Leto's seminal art piece, Morbius. It's uniting time. And just like that one, this one got a re-release. For those unfamiliar, Unity announced they'd be introducing a runtime fee that would be charged to developers whenever their Unity-based game was downloaded, after a certain threshold for revenue and install count was reached. Under the updated scheme, Unity personal subscribers will not be charged any fees, and the revenue cap on games made with that plan will be increased from $100,000 to $200,000 
which is the amount of money you make when you make $100,000 twice. Little tip for you. <laughs> Any Unity made game that makes less than $1 million in a year will also not be charged the fee. Developers also now have the choice of being subject to the fee or paying 2.5% of their gross revenue instead. And Unity found the sense to not make the fee retroactive. It won't apply to games created using current versions of Unity unless they update to the new version when it launches alongside the runtime fee policy in January. Rami Ismail, one of the policy's largest critics, has given careful approval of the changes, so it sounds like Unity is doing right by the indie dev community. Uh, fingers crossed, I mean, we'll see. Frankly, it's honestly just refreshing for a company's executive to actually say in the blog post, I am sorry. Like that just, <laughs> it doesn't happen, so. Well done. And now it's time for Quick Bits brought to you by Magic Spoon. Put a spell on your taste buds with Magic Spoon's health conscious yet wickedly tasty cereals. They have net zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four to five net grams of carbs per serving. What is this sorcery? And their familiar flavors like fruity and frosted will leave you feeling enchanted, mmm. Follow the link below, conjure up a Magic Spoon variety box and use code Linus for $5 off. I'd like to ask for a moment of silence for these quick bits. No, nothing bad happened. I just want a break from talking. YouTube announced a few AI-powered features at its Made on YouTube event, including Dream Screen, an art-generating green screen effect to compete with TikTok, which has had a similar feature for months because literally everyone somehow ships AI-powered features faster than Google, the AI company. Whatever, I'm not bothered. Generative AI tools in YouTube Studio will soon help creators spark video ideas and draft outlines personalized for their specific channels, generate translated audio dubs of their videos, and they can find backing songs simply using a description of the video, which in our case would probably bring up a ton of songs about clicking affiliate links. What, what do you, what do you want down there? They didn't pay us for that. <laughs> Microsoft may finally succeed in buying Activision Blizzard King, according to reports. After the UK blocked the deal from going through, the country's competition regulator now says the new deal has addressed their previous concerns by agreeing to sell Activision's cloud gaming rights to Ubisoft, who will be free to port cloud versions of Activision Blizzard games to any platform. They're just like roped in a random other developer and be like, will you do the cloud? Okay, fine, I'll do the cloud games, whatever. The deal hopes to close by October, so Phil Spencer should have time to give his mom the ultimate Christmas gift. Unlimited hearts and Candy Crush, because you know she's playing it. Criticisms have been levied against the build quality of the newly launched iPhone 15, and not even Tim Cook pretending to be a normal guy in an Apple store stopped them. Thought for sure that would do it. Some oh, I'm normal. <laughs> Hi everyone, it's me, normal guy. Some users have claimed the 15s aren't as durable as the previous generation, and others have said the phones have uneven coloring. And when you're buying them to basically be jewelry, that's an issue. Apple has indicated that fingerprints might temporarily alter the color of the iPhone 15's titanium frame, but they didn't mention a fingernail can permanently scratch Apple's new durable, fine-woven cases. Well, there's a simple fix for that. Buy your mama nail trimmer. <laughs> Restricted military documents have wound up on the War Thunder forum yet again. They cannot stop 
This time, the document in question is the flight manual for the Lockheed F-117 Nighthawk, including information like sensor locations, firing angles, and engine specifications. Moderators quickly deleted the thread, but this is at least the 10th time that an overheated War Thunder player has tried to prove a point by leaking sensitive military information. <laughs> Why does this keep happening? Hmm, national security, winning this argument with buttmuncher69. Stop it, <laughs> just stop. Luckily, the document isn't technically classified, merely export restricted. So fingers crossed, no one's getting court-martialed over this one. And a new study from the University of Colorado Boulder has broken new ground in using coffee grounds for 3D printing. Soon we may be able to reframe our crippling bean addictions into a virtuous environmental push to reduce plastic waste by mixing the dry, refined coffee grounds with xanthan gum and cellulose powders, and then using the research team's open source printer adapter to create all kinds of biodegradable doodads. Even coffee cups. That sounds dangerous. Soon, all will be coffee, and coffee will be all. I don't want that. <laughs> all hail the bean. Who summons the bean lord? <laughs> but all we can do is ask you to come back on Monday for another episode of TechLinked, made entirely from coffee grounds. We're gonna try it. We're gonna see how it goes.